Welcome to the Marvel Cannon Madness Podcast, where we talk about everything Marvel, from comics to TV to movies to toys to everything. My name is Josh. I'm your forever host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. And to my left right here, joined with me today in the house, in the studio, is my lovely co-host and great friend. His name is Chip. How I'm Chip. <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> Made the trek up here, so... Uh, you know, just living the colo life for a little while. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely doing that. That is for sure. Well, I am super stoked to have you here in-house, like in the studio. Like, this is great. This is wonderful. Mm. You know, you get to kind of see how the magic happens. Yeah. You know? Behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, of course, I can't continue the show without also bringing in our other co-host and good friend, his name is Roy, also known as the Intrepid DM. Cheers, my fellows. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me again. Cheers, yes, yes. And of course, thanks for coming back every time. It's so nice to have you oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's <laughs> not like I wanted to be there in person anyways, so. Oof. You know. Oof. <laughs> Ouch. Man, okay. Give it, give it till July. I'll be I'll be up there in July. I see. I see how it is. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Whatever. No, it's it's great to have you back. We've been on a bit of a break for the last few weeks here at the MCM pod. Um, but let's do a couple plugs before we talk about much more. Obviously, you can find us on Facebook by searching Marvel Can of Madness. Uh, you can like like us on there. You can like us on Twitter at MCM pod underscore pod MCM underscore pod on Instagram at Marvel Cinem- Marvel Canon Madness. Man, I almost did it. I almost did it. <laughs> but then uh, you can go to twistmyarmpodcast.com for all the updates on all of your favorite TMA shows. And I, I believe I believe that's it. That's that's it. That's it for the plugs at the at the beginning. It's great to have you guys all back. It's been like three weeks, I think, since we did a show. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. So, it, yep. It kind of works out perfectly though, because. Because we'll do another one in two weeks from now, and then the one after mm-hmm. that will be the Loki, uh, yeah, the <laughs> Loki uh, review, whatever that is, mm. premiere, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, it'll definitely be revealing. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset that it's going to Wednesdays instead of Fridays, with the French toast. Are you, dude? By the time we review it on the show, it's gonna be like a week late. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, it's okay. We're, we're gonna, gonna be like ready for the next episode before we even review this one. But we're gonna have some crazy in-depth analysis of every Loki episode as soon as that starts, June 9th. And of course, we will get into the final Loki trailer that came out earlier this week and weekend. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to lately, Roy? Anything crazy? Uh, well, uh, healing. <laughs> yeah, how are your hands doing? Healing, over there? streaming, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. Good. Stitches are out. Looks almost completely nice. cleared up. Nice. Can, yeah. can, um, you can, you I've can got do like this another now. week off of work. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Um, still a little bit of pain when I lift things up, but the doctor said that'll clear up after about another week or two. So, good, you know, good. and then I should be back to normal. Sweet. Yeah. Get my Hulk grip back. There you go. 
That's good to hear, man. I'm good, glad that you're uh, healing nicely. Yeah, for sure. Um, we are live. If you're listening to this in podcast version, we are live. So there will be people in the chat that are hanging out with us. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Jesse's the only one that's said anything. Anyone else can get in on this chat whenever you would like. Um, yeah, but Lurkin is just fine, too. Yeah, Lurkin is, is totally okay. Um, cool. I don't... I, you know, I have... We got PodCon 2021 coming up here in the next couple months. I think August is when we're going to do it. Um, it's going to be a fun little podcast convention of sorts where um, a lot of us podcasters are going to get together and have some workshops and talk about, you know, our ways. Not Maybe not necessarily the best ways, but the ways that we're doing live shows or recording or interviews or whatever. Just kind of trying to give advice to to anyone that that would like any sort of advice and also hanging out for a fun little podcon tma podcon 2021 you can uh, go to twist my and find all the information there you can also sign up to be a part of it if you'd like to if you have like a strength if you're like the best editor in the world or the best like producer or sound engineer that you know god's gift or something then Come, come chat about it and, and let us know what we're doing wrong and what we could do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sign up there. Twistmoundpodcast.com slash podcon21. Um, we are going to move on with this show. We do like to start off with... Uh, um, now it's time for Marvel News. Yes, we do some Marvel News. Um, I still haven't gotten anybody else to record that bumper yet. Eventually, it will happen, and it will be glorious. Um, (laughs) But for today, we're going to start off with, it is some Blade news. And it's not really news. It's just kind of a compilation of everything that we know about Blade. Um, Yeah, uh, speaking of PodCon, uh, Jesse says, Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews is joining us to discuss audio best practices with me so yes that's one one of the workshops we'll be doing sorry back to news so blade movie all the updates for the mcu film so far these next two articles for these next two news segments do come from cinemablend.com and again it's just kind of a compilation of all the different news articles that have come out since uh the announcement of blade and in all honesty it's kind of the everything since it came out um Roy, what did you think about the original Blade? What, like, when it first came out, you watched it, what did you think? So, the one with Wesley Snipes. Yes. Um, you know, the the first one was pretty good. Um, and they really went downhill after that. Um, the only reason I watched the third one is for Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel. Because, um, I mean, both of them, huge crushes. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> easily my man crush, you know, hands down. I'm glad that he's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, uh, or at least going forward will be. And, uh, you know, Jessica Biel, easily since Seventh Heaven. I've had a crush on oh that my chick. Oh, so. <laughs> Seventh Heaven. That's hilarious. But, yeah, after she the first She was only one, in the third one, though, right? Wasn't was, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thir- both of them were only in the third. That's right. That's right. Um, so, obviously, Blade has been confirmed. As of 2019, it was confirmed. Starring 
actor uh, Mahershala Ali, um, and it is supposed to be coming out, I believe, 2022. Um, right now, they have writer Stacy O.C. Kofer um, to write Blade, and she was uh, part of the Watchmen series. Um, had uh, <laughs> had an Emmy nomination for an episode that she did on Pen 15, also known as Penis, on Hulu. The show's really awkward and really funny. Definitely <laughs> worth a watch. Yeah, I I think just the name has kind of, I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know why. I just haven't gotten gotten there yet. It's it's so funny. Like it's these two fully grown adult actresses just like dressing up and acting like like simulacrums of their middle school selves sure. going through like puberty. It is so awkward and S- so funny. Is it like a live action Big Mouth kind of? Kind of. Kind of. Okay. But like okay. They, have, they have child actors playing all the side characters and it's just like the main, the two main characters are like their adult selves. It <laughs> It's ridiculous. Okay. Alright. Alright. Well, I mean, at least we have a little bit of a a good, good word for that show. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's good news. Um, what I don't know. I liked Blade. I honestly, uh, I think Jesse and I got into a bit of a, a spat about Blade at some point <laughs> in our in our network chat room, um, and I didn't even know Blade was part of the Marvel. Like I don't know, I didn't know Blade was a comic when it first came out because that's how ignorant I was to comics and stuff back then. Like I had no idea. No, nah, they didn't really like. Even when that movie came out, they didn't like rep it as a Marvel property. It had like the little, it had like the tiny flash at the beginning where it said Marvel, and that was the only clue you had because they never, yeah, reference it. They never advertised it. Yeah, and and so he he. He does think, and he's he's told me that he uh, he says that Blade was kind of the groundwork for the MCU and the way that they make movies nowadays. Yes and no. I mean, it's better that they went away from what they were doing, but they did take a lot from it to uh, come forward. And my question is, you know, you watched the amazing spider-man series that used to be on fox kids right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you you know that blade was in that right when he fought uh, morbius i don't Mm. remember that maybe i didn't watch it as much as i think i did Yeah. yeah so actually that was my first experience with blade as a child i should say okay um because some of those comics were well without a uh, well out of my age range. Sure. Because um, Blade was definitely a more dark and gritty type of setting, especially dealing with vampires, um, mass amounts of blood and gore, and you know that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah, and and it was pretty gory. It was rated R, wasn't it? Wasn't it an R movie? For sure. Back then. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It was very like. You know, vampire esque. It was kind of. I I feel like it was kind of the beginning of like the vampire craze, or like in in. It helped with it. It was kind of in that beginning stages of all of that stuff. You know, 
Um, it was like, I don't know, I feel like it was a big precursor more to like the action horror genre. Like right after that, you got like your, Resi- your Resident Evil and like, oh God, the, all the, like all that whole slew of movies that came out that were just like heavy action, quote unquote, horror movies. Right. And I, Underworld I, and stuff like that. Yeah. All, yeah. And I would have to ag- agree with Jesse a little bit that it they did kind of start the look of the, you know, like, real superhero thing. Um, I think X-Men took that and ran with it. Like, they were like, oh, Blade mm-hmm. can wear leather and still look cool? Like, okay, well, the X-Men are going to wear leather with, you know, some yellow stripes to, you know, show that they're the X-Men. And and uh, I, I think... I think there's definitely something there with with that. And in my research with Blade, it was definitely the first of those movies to come out because he definitely like Mm -hmm. when we were talking about that, it kind of sparked my my interest. And I was like, I want to see what actually like when those came out, what you know, what was going on at the time. And it was one of the very first ones to come out with like a more um, real tone to it. And I do not completely disagree with Jesse on here on this one because, uh, <laughs> like the oh formula, <laughs> the formula for Blade is very much in line with the like current superhero movies. In that, like, like think about it like this: think about like, okay, start of the movie, random action sequence that establishes your badass main character as being badass because he handily handles some baddies. <laughs> Mm. You learn a little bit about your hero's backstory as he, like, you know, has a couple more, uh, like, inquiry scenes because you're building the plot and he's unraveling a mystery. And then, like, some uh, somebody from, from his past betrays him, probably a mentor or a love interest. Uh, <laughs> and then he overcomes his own internal struggle with his abilities and defeats the bad guy. Uh, while leaving it open for a sequel. I feel like that is uh, very much the formula for a lot (laughs) of those superhero movies. You could pretty much insert a character's (laughs) name and, yeah. Yeah. And no, Jesse, you're not crazy. I just thought that was a good talking point about that because it was, yeah, there was was a lot of of truth to that fact that Blade kind of started things and to see him coming back into the MCU is really cool. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Roy? Sorry. You know, and Blade, I think, put it into action. I don't think it really created the formula because any good novel, any good novel Uh, starts out that way. I mean, Tale of Two Cities, uh, a lot of the R.A. Salvatore books. Here comes Roy bringing in the book smarts. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, some of us have to be intellectual on the show. (laughs) Ouch, ouch. No, you're and you're absolutely right. It is it is a common theme that you know is is used in mm-hmm. all sorts of media. So um, it, it's it's the same way with the villains. Like almost they cracked it down to the code that almost always the first villain that our heroes face is like a carbon copy of themselves. It seems like it's very very rare if we don't get that. It's the right. bad guy version of them. Like yeah, and that's the way the comics were formulated in the beginning is because you wanted to know good versus evil. I'm sorry about that. I hit my mic. I can walk around in the daylight 
So what, man? I got sunblock and a biker suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with Blade, uh, Kevin Feige was asked about what the rating is going to be. Or what it's kind of... What, what the MCU's future holds as far as ratings on shows. So mm-hmm. this was his quote. And th- again, this is all coming from cinemablend.com. Um, I'll post the links in uh, the show show notes <laughs> show notes post links in the show notes if you're listening go click on them so when kevin feige asked was asked about the mcu's future with more adult oriented programming he said this i think we target everything we're doing now for kids and adults so i think your question is more adult or r-rated you know other than deadpool which has already established itself as a certain genre and a certain rating that we've mm-hmm. already said we would not mess with when we start working with deadpool which we have other than that, we've not ever encountered a story or a storyline or a character's journey that a PG-13 or the, or the tone or the ratings that we've been using up to this point have prevented us. We've never been held back by it. If we ever are, then certainly there could be a discussion to be had now that there are other outlets like Hulu, like Star, uh, but that just hasn't been the case yet. Star is uh, going to be the new name for Disney+. Plus. Um, and it's, it's not the new name for Disney Plus. It's actually the UK version of, like, the adult Disney Plus. Um, so anyway, but that, but that just hasn't been the case yet. We've been able to tell all the, all the kinds of stories we've wanted to with the tonality and the rating structure that we have now. So, kind of looking at it, it seems like they're not going to make an R-rated Blade movie. How does that make you feel, Chip? We'll start with you. We know for sure that it's going to be a movie. Like that makes it sound like maybe, <laughs> or maybe it's not going to be a huge theatrical release. Maybe they release it on Hulu as a series or as like just a movie they release on Hulu. He did mention using other outlets like Hulu. That's possible. They get pretty gritty on the Hulu releases, like and the Netflix ones. Yeah, I mean, Daredevil sure. and Punisher and stuff. Man. You're right. What do you think, Roy? What, what, would you be upset with a PG-13 Blade movie, or would you rather see a series that's gritty and gory? With the way PG-13 is now, I don't think I would, because, I mean, you can you can really stuff a lot into those movies, because people have desensitized themselves to it now sure. in modern society. And But at the same time, the other outlets, that definitely affords them more leeway work i mean look at look at the boys on amazon or invincible uh on amazon not saying they're gonna go to amazon but even like you said luke cage iron fist uh jessica jones and daredevil that were on netflix there was a lot more blood and stuff on that especially punisher so i i don't think i would be unhappy seeing them go there as long as they've got the production value of what we saw on like Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision. Yeah, and you know, that's you're you're probably right. We don't have to see like you know, a bunch of blood or anything. It is vampires, and so you get the point with vampires and they have PG thirteen vampire yeah. movies. So no, and I and I keep thinking you, about it and like with the way the ratings are now compared to back then and with and like think about Blade. It's not like there was there wasn't mad nudity. There was no, like, 
there was no drug use that was like contingent to the story so like you could Mm -hmm. easily edit it out like i do feel like they did some drugs at a couple scenes but like you could easily edit it out because it's not important to the story Mm -hmm. but like i don't think it being pg-13 necessarily hurts it like they can still do just as much like gritty action and there's just going to be a couple less motherfuckers because, like, honestly, it probably got its R rating because Wesley From Snipes the... says motherfucker, like, <laughs> like 27, 28 times in the movie, at least. Well, he's so going like, to get this. Uh, you would think he's going to get at least one because apparently it is going to be rated PG-13. When you do get one motherfucker. Yep. And it is going to be a movie. Um, this last bit of update. Sure. Uh, it will begin filming in July of 2022, which means it probably won't come out until November of 2023, and uh, it's going to be a theatrical release. So huh. yeah, and even then, that's that's Crazy. still a long time away. A lot of things can change between now oh, yeah. and them. Oh yeah, between castings, even. I mean, they could yep. completely pull someone out of the show. So, yep. Yeah, it depends on how well their planning goes forward. Right. You know, there was a uh, there was here's an interesting bit of bring it full circle. At the uh, end of the original Blade movie, uh, one of there was a deleted alternate ending where like it zooms out to a rooftop and you see Morbius like looking out at him, and that was supposed to be made. Yep. But they never like put it out, um, so it would be really interesting if at the end of Morbius we get our first view of the new Blade. Yeah, that's true. Except for it's a Sony production, still, isn't it? Yes, but Sony has been talking Merged. about you know merging with with them a little bit more with things. So they've been playing yeah. ball, like, and I feel like that tiny little bit of a cameo shouldn't. If you don't have him say any lines, yeah, it frees it up a lot. Well, and dude, they made so much money with Spider-Man. Like, just allowing Marvel to make their Spider-Man movies, that was the best decision Sony ever made. So, uh, you know, they, they got to be looking at it like, well, I mean, they, they did a pretty good job. Let's just let them use more of our properties. So I, I do think that Venom... Uh, the second Venom movie is going to have a cameo of Spider-Man and they're going to start doing some crossover stuff with that. Um, that and would be sweet. Yeah. And to answer your question, Jesse, I will probably see Widow in theaters because I I just want to go see a freaking movie in the theaters and Black Widow seems like the closest one to, to go to. So, soonest release. I can understand that sentiment, but I am going to be watching it at home. Um, definitely going to watch, like, even before they, when they, before they started doing this on Disney+, Plus, I was like, man, I wish they would just, like, put these out on streaming and let me rent them, like a, like, a, yeah. Like I a mean, movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> like a normal dude, movie. Like, yeah. I want to watch it more than one time, and I don't want to pay 30 bucks every time I want to watch the movie. Um, mm. So I'm really excited for it. I, l- I like being able to like pause and rewind. Like that's a huge thing on your first couple viewings, being able to like pause, rewind, slow mo. So I really enjoy the fact that I get to stream it. Yeah. I mean, and that's cool. 
I will probably stream it. Well, because you got to pay for it. You still got to pay for it on Disney Plus. I already. So. Yeah, but you're not dropping 50 bucks at a movie theater. Right. Well, and with you and your girlfriend. I was going to say with with you, it's it's different because you got kids that want to go. And you got to take the whole yeah, family. Yeah, that, that's a know? date night with, well, that's a date night with the <laughs> wife, you okay, know. Sure. And I, that turns it into, you know, a $100 night probably because dinner, movie, wife's definitely going to want like a pretzel or cotton candy at the movie because yep. it's, it's a ritual. So oh, yeah, no. This saves me a bunch of money because it's 30 bucks on Disney Plus and I spend 5 bucks at Walmart getting generic brand cotton candy for her. Right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. Now, and I, I get that. I just, I love going to the theaters. Yeah. And I still mm-hmm. want our theaters to survive. So even if I can help with one movie, you know, I'll go do it. So it's the same with Blu-rays, man. I still buy Blu-rays because I like physical copies of things. I like going to physical concerts and real movies in a theater and seeing all that stuff. So yeah. call me old-fashioned, but <laughs> that's just kind of... I don't know, and and with it, you know, that's not being able to see movies for so long. I am pretty stoked to see have you know my first movie back be a Marvel movie. So I'm not a stranger yeah. to the theater. I go I, I go see a lot of movies by myself. Like if I close at work and I get off at ten at night and there's a movie playing at ten thirty, I will absolutely go see one after work and just kind of chill, you know. Mm. Um, but that's I know that that's kind of a dying thing. Theaters are kind of becoming the way of the dinosaur. Yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Uh, moving on to our next bit of news. Uh, it's not a lot. There's really not a lot to talk about here, but the Fantastic Four. Um, same thing. Cinemablend.com, like I said, uh, it's it's kind of all the news that, that they've compiled for Fantastic Four, and it's really not a lot. Um, the, f- the first time it was mentioned was last year during that uh, uh, the San Diego digi- Digital Comic-Con, Virtual Comic-Con, um, mm-hmm. and Kevin Feige had came out and said, uh, no, I'm sorry, 2019 was not virtual. That was a real Comic-Con. But he had come out and said, you know, we, we talked about a lot of stuff, but we didn't have time to talk about Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Captain Marvel 2, or Fantastic Four. So they definitely at that point had plans for Fantastic Four. And then in December of 2020, which was not too long ago, um, the Spider-Man director, John Watts, has been tapped to take control of the Fantastic Four movie. Yep. And which, is, which is pretty cool. Like, yeah. They're both very New York-based. Yep. Um, and now Marvel is reportedly meeting with writers for Fantastic Four in the early parts of 2021. So, oh, where do I sign up for my meeting? <laughs> I didn't get an email about that. Hmm. Um, and so let's let's start with you, Roy. Uh, now, did we start with Chip last time or Roy last time? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Let's start with Roy. What do you think about Fantastic Four coming to the MCU? Are you excited about Fantastic Four? And Give me one actor that you would like to see play any of the Fantastic Four, including Doctor Doom. Oh, um, so the easy answer to this is yes and no. Okay. I I definitely hate Reed Richards. I always have. Um, 
I think he is personally a villain more to the MCU than he is a good guy. Really? Um, the rest of the team is great. <laughs> I just think Reed Richards is the biggest douche canoe in the Marvel <laughs> universe. Love that word. Um, but, you know, they do have extremely relevant storylines that build into the entire universe that Marvel has created. So, yes, I believe they deserve their place. Um, and I would have to say probably for me, Dr. Doom, I think Michael Fassbender honestly could make a comeback into the Marvel universe and would be an amazing Dr. Doom. You just got to throw a mask on him. You won't even know that he's, yeah, you know? really. Yeah, I mean, have the accent too. Yeah. So, all right. Chip. Uh, they could even use, uh. Sorry. Uh, What's his name from Django Unchained? The German doctor. Oh, yeah. He he doesn't even... (laughs) They could completely do uh, cinematic for Doctor Doom in the armor or hire someone to Darth Vader it and have his voice behind the mask. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. That's it. I mean, he is supposed to be Eastern European, so, like, that... Mm -hmm. Dude. Thematically work. That... Yes, that would be awesome. I would like to see him for sure. Um, Chip, what about you? Are you excited about Fantastic Four? Well, not, not especially. Not especially. I, uh, I've never been the biggest fan of the Fantastic Four. I think their power set is really lackluster. Sue Storm is 100% the only one of them that, like, I don't know, if it wasn't for writers writing them out of situations, they would have expired a long time ago. Um, like, they lack the... They they just can't hang, man. They're not cool. They're, they can't hang. Sue Storm's the only I, cool I, one. I kind of disagree with that. You know, I would put money that uh, Johnny Storm and Sue Storm... The Storms are what make the team. They're the powerhouses, because... Johnny is effectively an omega-level mutant because he can go supernova and incinerate the world. He's the polar opposite of Iceman, and Iceman can do the same thing and cause another Ice Age. I mean, touche, but we, I, like, I just feel like he's, touche, but, like, (laughs) ununique, ununique. I'll go with that, like, so, like, he he also doesn't pique my interest because he's not unique. We also have Sunspot and Sunfire and, uh, yeah. Vulcan and like pick your poison so many different like fire powered people uh, it's just they just don't do yeah, it yeah we me. have s- Sue Storm's cool at but the, the same time at the same time we have so many people with uh, healing factors and yet people love Wolverine yeah people do so it's 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 weird <laughs> in the aspect of I get where you're coming from you know with Storm being kind of lackluster but at the same time, I think in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe, we don't have that. So his power set does make sense. No, that's true. We don't. So, like that. That's true. We do have a limited MCU field. So that's yeah. True. And I mean, it, it's it would be funny to see an interaction between you know, uh, Chris. Oh, what's his name? Christoph. Christoph Captain Wolf. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Oh. Chris Evans and Johnny Storm. 
you know. I don't know, man. Now, now I'm starting to think. Just a nod. I'm starting to think Werner Herzog. Jesse's suggestion of Werner Herzog would be awesome. That would be fantastic. I would like would to really see the casting. baby. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a really good casting for that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty indifferent for the most part. I was never really the biggest Fantastic Four fan. I think it's cool like to have them back and see them I come in, but uh, you know, I just don't really I know WandaVision, I was all about that Reed Richards watch with John Krasinski. Mm. I Did thought I really thought they were going to make some sort of nod to that. Um, but and if they do that, I'll be a lot more interested. Like that's the only real like that's the only real like casting that I would hope slash be excited for. Like it would be cool if they got Krasinski and Emily to play the see Richards and Emily Blunt. I believe did a interview recently that she said she had n- absolutely no interest in doing comic book movies. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> so that's what they're all like, paid to say. Yeah, bro. Like I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe like some people have more integrity like than I do, but like. I don't know. They start showing them seven-figure checks. I'd be like, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. And Plus, bitch, I mean, the Invisible Woman just put her name in the credits and never ever show up. <laughs> 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 there you go. She's standing right over there. I promise. Just have somebody's voice. You could just yeah, that'd be that'd be good. I mean, and there's there's really nothing other than that about Fantastic Four. Um, there's not even a plan for it to be in Phase Four. So if they do end up showing up, it would probably end up being in phase five. Um, and I, I wonder that if that seems like a missed opportunity. I wonder if they do an origin story. See, but here's the thing. What if they did if they did what I've heard rumors of them doing, where they introduce one character at a time in different properties, then it might make sense to wait till phase five, because then you introduce each different character in Sue, Johnny, Reed, and Ben, and then even mm-hmm. Victor Von Doom, like you could have, you could introduce all of them separately, and then you know somehow they have to come together, or maybe maybe they've already been the Fantastic Four and like they're retired from that, and they have to get them back into it, you know, like you know they meet Ben Grimm and he's all normal, and they're like, didn't you used to be the thing? And he's like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's not me anymore. I don't I don't do that anymore. And, yeah. I feel like they'd they'd run run along with what they did with Spider Man where he's already a set hero, just not super well known. Yeah. You know. I I think they would because it could be more space based, I think they could run, you know, this into the secret invasion mm. arc with them not even being on our world, being out in the galaxy somewhere with their powers already canonized out there coming to earth and being fresh and new yep you know and i mean what about all this talk of steve rogers being on the moon what if he's on the moon with the fantastic (laughs) four there you go and they're like studying things you know chip shaking his head no you don't like that (laughs) shrug (laughs) old man steve doesn't do it for me i guess like Oh, that's that's wonderful. Any other like thing? Anything else you guys want to say about Fantastic Four? And how nope. not excited you are about it? Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do it for me. All right. Well, 
So no, if they did, if they made like an R-rated Fantastic Four, that would be pretty dope. Like they had Mister Fantastic just like shoving stretched out fingers up people's noses into their brains and just scrambling them. You have Sue Storm creating force fields in people's brains and just splattering them and giving them like aneurysms and shit. Uh, like that would be pretty hardcore and vicious, but like that's not the Fantastic Four movie that they're prepared <laughs> to give us. I, I, I don't think I'd even watch that. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> no. um, let's see. So my oh, next... Go on. Moon Knight Sorry. is probably to like... Yeah, to yeah, you're not supposed to spoil. We're getting to it. <laughs> I got to get everything ready. I'm trying to get everything well, ready here. Well, I looked that up earlier sorry. when Jesse commented. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah. anyway. So, anyway. Uh, scrolls and uh, no. Steve Rogers no. on the moon. God. Uh, <laughs> no. So, our next bit of news. And it's not really much. I guess it is news. It's Marvel just re-released their slate of movies that's coming out. Um, and it's the the new kind of release date slate after the Rona. So, starting with Black Widow, that comes out July 9th. And then you got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September 3rd of this year. Eternals, November 5th of this year. Spider-Man, No Way Home, December 17th of this year. So we got one, two, three, four Marvel movies coming out from July to December. Then... Starting next year, we got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on March 25th, Thor, Love and Thunder on May 6th, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever on July 8th, Marvel's November 11th, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, you see that? Ant-Man, it says, Quantum? Ant- it says Ant-Man in Quantum Mania. Just... Yeah, not Quantum. I know, but I'm just saying Quantum... quantum Mania. Oh, <laughs> play on words. Yes. That comes okay. out and that comes out February 17th, 2023, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out May 5th, 2023. So, we got a lot of content coming out. Um apparently Morbius is also coming out uh, January 28th, 2022, and then we have the Moon Knight TV series which is scheduled to come out in 2022. That's not completely confirmed by any means but it is scheduled to come out 2022 um and that's i mean there's a lot secret invasion is coming out um i believe 22 or 23 um and there there are just so many tv series i was kind of just going on movies at this point because man we'll have to do the next episode on series or something because there's a lot but um I am excited for all the content that we're getting. And it's just getting crammed down our throats. They're like, oh, you were holed up inside for a year? Well, here's Marvel down your throat all <laughs> all year for the rest of the year. Eat it. What are you most excited for, Chip, in this uh, release slate of movies? Which one of these are you most excited for? Uh, God. It's got to be gotta be thor and guardians like it's gotta be a tie can't really pick between the two like i'm super stoked for take to give us a new thor and then guardians is just one of my faves in general so i'm really excited for those and they both come out 
like they both come out in my birthday month, so that'll be uh that'll be fun. Nice. What about you, Roy? Do you even need to ask with what's in my background? Spider-Man. I got Spider-Man. Uh, you're right. Spider-Man you're right. all the way. I'm okay. even an, a little excited for the new Venom movie coming out. Yeah. Um there will be Carnage. I think uh Woody Harrelson will be amazing as Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, we'll uh we'll um, we'll end this episode on the the Venom Carnage trailer like we've been we've been doing that with trailers. Uh Yep. So it is a crispy trailer if you have not seen it. It is it excellent. Is so cool. stick around to the end of the show and you can watch that trailer with us. Um I you know, I'm excited for Spider-Man 2, but I am really excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because that's going to bring a lot of answers to questions that are about to pop up over the next four movies because there's going to be a lot mm. and it's going to be all about the multiverse and all that stuff. So I'm excited to get some answers on, on oh, those. Yeah. Um, and I'm also excited for anything X-Men to come out later. I know it's not announced, but I'm still just, I, I want it. I want it. Our background is freaking the X basement of the yeah. X mansion. So I mean, right now they're building it. See, this is Disney building X Men right now. <laughs> Owen Wilson cast as Magneto. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Although I'd be okay with that. Wow, Professor X. <laughs> oh man. So and uh, all right, Roy. You were talking to me earlier about some MTV awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yesterday MTV had their awards, and uh, pretty much every category that Marvel was in, they won. And all except for one, they it, they lost on one of them, and that was WandaViz was actually nominated, um, but didn't win Best Musical Moment. And that was from the Agatha All Along song. Oh, wow. Win? That was the greatest musical moment ever. <laughs> Which one won greatest musical moment? I was surprised. Uh, you know, give me a second. I have it up here, actually. It's going to make me mad. I don't know um, if I want to know. It better be The Mandalorian. So, best musical moment. Where did it go? Probably something stupid like Glee or something. Edge of Great, Julie and the Phantoms won. I don't even know what that I is. I haven't seen it, so Wait, I couldn't tell this, you. bro? Yeah, you're right. We're fanboys. We can't We can't yeah. really talk any crap I'm about that. So, yeah. I'm not yeah. objective. I'm not objective. But, I mean, every other, every other category they were in, they beat their competition. And quite a few of them, they beat out stuff like Cobra Kai and Mandalorian and a few other, the boys, <laughs> they beat that's out. That's some crap. I mean, look, so, I love my Marvel shows and stuff, but, dude... The Boys and Mandalorian, I think, were leaps and bounds better than WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier, especially Mandalorian. And maybe I'm biased. M- maybe I'm. You know, uh, maybe I think I'm a you are biased, biased but, on Star Wars. But, dude, that was. <sighs> yeah. So, like, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier won Best Duo over Grogu and Mando. Are you kidding me? I mean, no. <laughs> they. They. Uh, they won the best duo. Uh, the other nominees, I've never even seen or heard of. Ha, no, hold uh, up, hold up. How? Who's voting on these things here? 
The fans. This is the fan vote. The what fans. fans? MTV fans? Uh, yeah. Must be. Yeah, Chugi. You talking like Jersey Shore fans? Uh, this is uh, sure. the Gen is, Z. Voting, is that what okay? it is? Is it Jer- is it Jersey Shore fans? I mean, I think Jersey Shore won a couple awards. Okay, yeah. All right. This this know. award show does not matter to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but go so, on. So <laughs> so best show Wanda WandaVision won best show, and they won that over Cobra Kai and the boys and Bridgerton and Emer- Emily in Paris. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's pronounced Emily in Paris. Okay. Oh, jeez. Emily and Paris. Yeah, just saying. However, uh, I did, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman, late, uh, the late Chadwick Boseman, he did win Best Performance in a Movie for uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, nice. So, I mean, even though that wasn't Marvel-related, you know, Chadwick deserves it. Absolutely. That guy is one hell of an actor. Uh, was one hell of an actor. Yeah. Um. Best performance in a show went to uh, Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision. Um, Did she she beat beat out someone on Mandalorian? No. No one from Mandalorian was actually nominated in that. I mean, I Uh, I feel like beat out Elliot Page from the Umbrella Academy. Oh, see? She beat out. Man, I don't know. Best hero. Best hero actually had two Marvel nominations. Uh, Anthony Mackie won for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wow. Uh, Gal Gadot, he beat out Gal Gadot uh, for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, Jack Quaid from The Boys, he beat Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian. And then uh, Teona Paris. I mean, the Mando um, doesn't from really WandaVision. Talk, so. Okay. Yeah. Teona, uh, Teona Paris from WandaVision was Photon. That's dope. So she, she actually got best. Um, Best Hero nominated. Nice. Uh, Catherine Hahn actually won Best Villain. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, for yeah. WandaVision. She beat, uh, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, Glensario Esposito. Juan Carlo Esposito? Uh, Are you kidding me right now? He beat Juan Carlo. Yeah. She beat what? Get... Yeah, she's way better than him. Dude, uh, you shut your mouth. It was Agatha <laughs> all along. Nah, dude. Nah, man. Also beat out uh, Aya Cash from The Boys. Uh, that was Stormfront. That's a um, that's a contender right there. Yeah, that is, that is very much so in my mind. She hit a uh, lot Ewan of McGregor. From she beat out Ewan McGregor. Um, what was he in? for Birds of Prey? He was Black Mask. Oh, I didn't. He that I didn't watch that so garbage. my wife watched it and i was sitting on the couch on my phone and i was watching it and uh-huh. honestly you you uh-huh. and was pretty good in that and my wife watched uh, it and i was uh <laughs> yeah 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 uh wandavision won best fight for wanda versus agatha uh beat out cobra kai uh the boys Zack snyder's justice league and birds of prey for that one um we already oh, talked about best duo and speaking best of best duo, I do want to I do want to point out Anthony Mackie had a pretty funny speech on his uh, best duo win. Where mm-hmm. have you have you seen all the Tom Holland like crap <laughs> yeah. that that he gets? Like everyone gives him so much crap about everything, and at the end of Anthony Mackie's speech, he uh, he actually had this to say. If it's gonna play, 
Of course it's not going to play. I had it all queued up and everything. Look at that. It was perfect, and then it didn't play. <laughs> we got those high production values. Dude, this is this is awful. I had it all ready. Man, how upsetting is that? <laughs> okay, well, uh, anyway, oh, um, he, co- he comes out and he says, um, Tom Holland, I'm coming for your ass <laughs> after he won this yeah. award. Because apparently Tom Holland has given him a lot of shit about not being a, not like a real a superhero or something. Oh, now it's gone. <laughs> it's just gone. Never mind. I guess yeah. I, I guess I will play it um, in the podcast version. Sorry, guys. I guess, <laughs> I guess the last the last uh, award that they got was Scarlett Johansson actually won the generational award. So, and even? she did a whole speak and speech. Uh I'm not entirely sure what that all deals with, um, like around, but I think it's probably has to deal with the fact that, uh, black widow had been in so many movies and up until now hadn't had her own. And now that she does, you know, it's, so this is just a superhero it's kind of like show a, then basically. Uh, no, I mean, they, they had other things like best movie, uh, what, best, what one, uh, what one best movie, what one best movie, that would be to all the boys always and forever comic movie that beat out Borat, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, Soul and Promising Young Women. I've only seen one of those movies. Yeah. I haven't seen any of them. So I obviously I um, can't can't judge. The Borat? You haven't seen Oh the yeah, Borat? you're right. I have seen Borat, my bad. Um and that was really good. And uh B- Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D talks about Judas and the Black Messiah all the time. Said it was a fantastic mm. movie. And I mean, there was a lot of other categories. I'm just saying that every category that Marvel was in, they pretty much mopped the floor with everything else. Wow. As well, they uh, do. They did a really good job on that. I don't feel like they do very often in award shows though. I don't feel like that's a thing. But No. Well, all right. I think that's gonna do it for our bit of Marvel news on this week's episode. So, we're going to move on to our next segment, which is... What have we been reading? That's right. It's time for What Have We Been Reading. This is the part of the show where we talk about uh, books that we've been reading, shows we've been watching, anything uh, that we've been doing as far as entertainment goes. Um, I will start because I do not have a lot to, to talk about here. Listen, this month has been awesome. Um, it's been a bit of a break from podcasting. Not saying I've taken breaks from podcasting because I still, like somehow every other day I find myself doing some sort of podcast something. But... Um, the only thing I've really had time to do is watch this show that's based on a graphic novel. It's not Marvel or anything, but it's called it's on Netflix and it's called Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy. I don't want to spoil anything because it is still fairly new. Um, it stars mm-hmm. um, Josh Duhamel, um, and it has it has an actor from Heroes in it. I cannot remember his name. He's a fairly huge television star um but basically jupiter's legacy is about a set of superheroes that live by a certain code um that at one point uh the code gets put into question um 
it's a different time. Supervillains are, you know, becoming a little more dangerous. They're doing a little more than just robbing banks and um, keeping people hostage. They're actually, like, murdering folk. So there's there's a big, like, it's a pretty big, I would say, existential crisis throughout the entire show. Everyone is trying to figure out who the hell they are, basically. And uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's only eight episodes. Each episode is only 35 to 45 minutes. It's a really quick watch. Um, if you have some time and you're looking for a new superhero show um, to get into, um, it reminds me a lot of Heroes. Uh, just a ton of stories, ton, a ton of character development, mm-hmm. um, and a huge cliffhanger at the end. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're into that sort of thing, check it out. Roy, what were you going to say? I was going to say it is actually a refreshing take on the the quandary of heroes taking villains alive and you know the whole putting them in jail. I'm I'm going to go go to DC because Batman is your your hard carbon copy for this is you know he always puts the Joker in jail no matter what the Joker does, you know. He's got a code and for sure. That's yep. Yeah. It's bringing to light new day, uh, you know, new day morality to that kind of code and how heroes can adjust to it. So it, it is a refreshing take on a superhero kind of uh, mentality. Yeah. You notice, uh, let me just throw this, it has nothing to do with anything really. <laughs> you notice Joker doesn't be doing that shit in a state that has the death penalty? <laughs> like clearly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Got to play the system. Touche. That's why. That's why he's always in Gotham. He's just like, yeah, they don't have a death penalty in this state. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. No, we just have assassins running around and everything else doing our dirty work. Yeah. That's why that's a popular job. They know they're going to get out of jail and do it some more. <laughs> Stock up that bank account. Yeah. Um, but honestly, that's that's really all I got for what I've been quote unquote reading. Um, again, it, it's a it's a quick watch. It's not not very long, and it, and it keeps you hooked. So very just, worthwhile. Yeah. yeah, just be warned that if you start it, you're not going to want to stop until it's over. So at least save yourself about four hours of time. <laughs> no, I yeah, it was terrible. I binged it in two days. Yeah, like I smashed through all of it. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. Um, Roy, what have you got for your? Uh, what have you been reading? What have you been reading this last? Couple so weeks? I actually haven't been reading comics. Uh, I've been reading more novels and everything else uh, that are outside comics. I'm not going to talk about that, but I have been reading the Marvel Encyclopedia New Edition that is dated to 2019. Ah, because if you pay attention to the MCM pod on Twitter. I've been throwing out kind of random facts and it's like the yep, updated version. That of is, this uh, that is right one of the here. copies. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's the 2017. So it's it, a little outdated. You are correct. It is 2017. Um, but, uh, I've been reading, I've been yeah. finding a lot of interesting things like Michael Jackson in the nineties tried to buy Marvel during their bankruptcy phase because he wanted to play Spider-Man and Marvel thought better of, <laughs> selling it to Michael Jackson regardless of the bankruptcy because they they uh 
they did not believe that it would fit in the best hands with him. Uh, mainly because he's awkward as fuck. <laughs> um, and nobody wants to see him swinging through New York City look going, to Spider-Man, look at me. I saved the um, children. Blanket, but, come here, blanket. <laughs> We're going to swing. With that being said, Michael Jackson did have a legitimate love for superheroes and comic books and was actually... Uh, pushing to do kind of like his own cinematic universe he but obviously with him playing peter parker right so and you're uh, racist that was, if you don't think that that would have been fantastic <laughs> <laughs> i just don't like the tee noise as he's spitting webs from his bum um instead so, of tee <laughs> they, they already did that in um, uh what show is that venture bros actually they have the brown the brown yeah. recluse they do. It's the, uh, Nathan Fillion. Uh, Jack, it is Nathan Jack Fillion. Jack Black did it on... Right. Uh, oh my goodness, that's so funny. Jack Black did it on the MTV Awards at one point, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. uh, back yes. during the Raimi era. Yeah. era. Um, oh totally another interesting that. fact is Venom was actually not created by any Marvel, uh, Marvel writer or artist when he was originally created. Mm-hmm. Back in the 90s... Um, or 1982, sorry, Randy Schuler, an aspiring artist, actually won a competition in which he sold the rights to that for $220. Now, think about that. He made $220 for Venom. Wow. And Venom, in the recent years, with his movie plus the new one coming out, he it, Venom grossed $822 million internationally. There's like issue. There's like single issues of the Venom comic that'll sell for more than two hundred and twenty bucks. Yes. So, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man oh, number wow. two fifty-two is the first appearance of the black suit Spider-Man. Um, wow. And CGC graded nine point nine. That comic is worth six grand. Wow. Easy. <laughs> My dude got dude, robbed. That poor guy. I bet he's got at least a couple comics though that are in pristine condition. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's probably got original art yeah, that you know man, he like, created. That is, he's know. he's the cash cow. He's the he created that. Mm-hmm. He can draw venom at any time. Like, granted, he's not gonna make money for it. No, he can't. That's the point. He can't. He sold the rights. He's not allowed to yeah. draw venom and make money off of it. Well, but you could make it for your friend or something. Yeah. Your friend could make money um, off of it. The the other thing that I didn't know, and this is relevant because of Captain America and the Winter, or sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is now Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Spoiler. Yes, <laughs> spoiler. If you haven't seen it I think yet, we spoiled that but, three weeks ago. <laughs> so, with how prevalent uh, African American culture has been in that show, uh, something that I found out that I didn't know uh, that was really cool was in 1972. Marvel was actually the first comic book company and publisher that published a comic book featuring a African-American person as the headliner. And this was Luke Cage, Hero for Hire. Um, so he got his own series. Um, he had... And they did kind of allude to this in Netflix, Luke Cage, when you see him put on that... 70s looking uh yellow flap shirt and he had the the uh what are they called 
cuffs. Um, armlets. The handcuffs. He had the handcuffs oh. instead of bracers. Armlets oh. and. Uh, but he tiara. also had a tiara. Oh my so, god! They were feminizing um, him. Yeah, <laughs> but eventually that comic book series became uh, Luke Cage Power Man, uh, as he started taking the Power Man title before he joined up with Iron Fist, and uh, I didn't know it. And it seems kind of wrong. Um, I feel like there, the take on it was a little off. Um, maybe if you look more into it, it probably was at the time. But all the creators, Archie Goodwin, who passed away in 1998, John Ramada Sr., who is alive, uh, Roy Tomas, uh, no relation, is alive, and then uh, <laughs> George Tuska passed away in 2009, are all uh high class white guys hmm. so uh, for me it just seemed kind of odd that you know I, and i get it they you know they probably couldn't find work um or 1972 there was a lot of racial tension so they probably didn't have people of color in the workplace and that kind of stuff so but i just you know it makes me wonder how that came to be with four white guys back in it. Um, I bet it was you a profit think that thing. They, it was probably a money thing. It, it probably was, but sad, you but would think that they would have brought consultants in. Yeah. Um, especially dealing with Harlem and everything that they were dealing probably with. Not, it just Probably not so much in the 70s yeah, for comics. Not, not in those days. Nobody really gives a shit about yeah. comics back in the 70s. But it falls in line with how uh, Lamar Hoskins, you know, didn't go by Bucky. He went by Battlestar because Bucky was a racially charged uh, term, you know, towards African-American men. Right. So, or Buck was. Buck, yeah. Sorry. So I, I, you know, learning all kinds of new things from the encyclopedia, and I'm going to keep posting that to Twitter because some of those just blow your mind when you find out about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Especially $220 for Venom. Right? No shit. Oh you know. God. So for more fun Marvel facts, follow Marvel Canon Madness on Twitter at MCM underscore pod. Chip, what have you been reading? I have also not been, been reading driving. Marvel. You've been driving to Colorado. Uh, I, dr- I mean, <laughs> I drove down here, but it's been like a huge gap. I have, I've been reading, just not Marvel. I've definitely been eating... A shitload of Invincible flakes. Okay. And, uh, that, oh man, Invincible is so good. Like, it's rugged. <laughs> like, it is rugged. Don't read or watch that if you have a weak stomach. Like, that shit is, that shit is real. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I think, I believe our last episode, we went into, no, it was two episodes ago, issue 10, we went into Invincible pretty heavily. Um, it's a wonderful show. But it is yeah. wonderfully gory. <laughs> so It's hardcore. And after the show, I was like, I need to read these. Right. And, you know, as yeah. they do so often, the show is wildly different than the comics. Okay. So, like, it's worth reading the comics. You're not... I don't think you're going to spoil, spoil too much yeah. for yourself. Like, honestly, the the big spoil reveal happened in, like, the first couple episodes of this season so you're good yeah that was actually my big question for you is everything that i've seen like if you look at their ratings 
uh, they get a lot of one stars because they're like, oh, it's so radicalized from what the comics are. Uh, just with um, basically SJW type stuff. Uh, I've heard that they throw a lot of social justice warriors uh, kind of stuff into the show, which I uh, I was watching the show. And, you know, to me, it's like, hey, that's that makes sense. You know, that's modern day now. I just remember that. Which I agree with a lot of what. Yeah. Um, But. I, I don't think it really makes a big difference. I mean, they have to cut down an entire series into that kind of format. You're going to miss stuff. I mean, you can't have it completely, completely spot on. You can do your best. It's right. just like Marvel is. Marvel does that with their movies. They take the best pieces. They try to make it into a more realistic scenario, and they make good content. Mm-hmm. They fi- yeah, They figure out, like, the those couple moments that everybody wants to see and then they like write a good mm-hmm. story around it. Yep. yep. But yeah. That's what I've been reading. Um, I've been enjoying it. It's pretty well written. It's a good, good series. Nice. I, I will eventually get into that right now. I just have the Marvel app though, so I can't really read it. Yeah. I, the um, Marvel app. <coughs> yeah. I had to, uh, I had to find them from some unscrupulous means, but, uh, I've got them on a flash drive. Just, uh, I can give you. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, I think, uh, so that sounds about like everything we've been reading. Anything else, Roy, you'd want to share on that mm-hmm. subject? On that subject of reading? Uh, not that I can think of. Those are, those are the big things. I mean, I have, I kind of picked up the Spider-Verse stuff. Um, uh, so, okay. uh, interesting fact, there is a alternate reality where Peter Parker is a serial killing murderer who eats people. So, huh. yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> there, there, there are it. a lot of different Spider-Man out there. <laughs> I was and not aware of that one. That wow. one, yeah. that one is actually pretty gruesome. All There's right. the Spider Punisher that's pretty dope. His like costume design is super slick. I was yep, not aware you, of I the think, murdering cannibal though. I think you also have. Uh, I believe his name is Pietro pa- uh, Pork Parkour. Parkour from Parkour. like. 1812 or whatever it is 1644 no 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 uh this is pietro something is actually the russian spider-man though there is the the spider-man oh. from the 1800s also and his name was like Peter uh, with <laughs> yeah parkwa but pietro uh parkour or whatever it is it's it's a weird pronunciation his middle name is hardcore yeah. peter hardcore parkour <laughs> there you go there is the punk spider-man as well so Oh, Lots of different ones to look out for. Nice. I got to check that out for sure. I guess sure. that's it. The you know, only other thing that I did read. Now that I have the Marvel app too, I should probably look at my year-by-year history and get into like what I actually want to read because there's just so much. There's so much. And it's a little overwhelming sometimes. It can be. It can be, yeah. So, um, But sweet. So, you know, since it's an off week and we don't really have a lot to review or anything... Um, I figured we'd do a couple fun little uh, top threes, kind of. Um, so the first one I would like to start with is going to be, and you guys in the comments, if you're in the comments, can play along as well. Um, this is our top cap rolls. I don't have a, a bumper, but uh, basically this is 
where we're going to tell you what our top three Captain America roles were. Now, it doesn't have to be a Captain America movie. It can just be something that Captain America was in that he had a, an important role and you know. And by Captain America mo- a movie, I mean like the set of three Captain America movies because then we'd only be judging mm. three movies. So um, <laughs> I will start just to get it going. And my number three, we'll start with our number three Captain America appearance movie or whatever. Top cap role for me. Avengers Endgame. Solid choice. It's my my number three. Um, I feel like that was the best ending of a cheesy-ass character that you could possibly ask for. And you really saw the growth of Chris Evans and Captain America in in that role. And I, I don't know, I cry every single time Falcon comes in and he says, on your left, and Cap, like, does that that cheesy like old man smile where he's like holding back tears and he's like mm, yeah yeah there's my friends like every time it just gets me every time so yeah my number three is Endgame Chip what is your number three my number three I would have to say would be Civil War I'd say Civil War is my number three uh, okay solid cap movie just yeah solid cap movie all around um great fight sequences um you know that was the first movie they brought in the like giant cast of characters fighting each mm -hmm. other yep yep the massive uh airport scene that was like a test for like the later avengers infinity wars that they were gonna do yeah um yeah it was that was a good one that that massive fight scene was great um the Cap and Bucky versus Tony was a great fight. Um, iconic. Like, there's so many gifts that they've made from yeah. it. Like, such an iconic fight at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, Roy, what's your number three? Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, Age of Ultron Avengers. Really? Um, the reasoning... Uh, I know it's not a great movie. <laughs> um, it's definitely not... But for for shadowing purposes, the way the the conversation between Tony and Cap when they're discussing the shield around the world mm. and, you know, all the troubles and all that. And uh, Cap is basically like uh, Tony says, you know, I don't trust a guy who doesn't have a dark side. And Cap is like, well, maybe you just haven't seen it yet. And it, it shows you that cap is able to make those dark choices especially since the movies that came after he has a much more stoic yeah. and hardened outlook after that i think we went from more of a cartoony captain mm-hmm. america you know your standard boy scout to okay he's a real soldier that's fighting for the freedoms of all people so that's why i think that one would be my number three all right and speaking of comic book character caps, my number two is the Avengers, the first Avengers. Um, as cheesy and comic booky as he was in that movie, I think that's why I liked him so much, because his fun little quips of like, how he, there's one point where he's like, I understood that reference, 
you know, and <laughs> just his fun little I'm s- I'm still from the 40s, but here I am in 2012. Like it was he did a really really good job Chris Evans did playing yeah, that kind of man lost in time in that movie. So, that would be my number 2 would be The Avengers. Chip, what is your number 2? Um I liked I liked him in Infinity War. Um the fight scene, like the first fight scene against Proxima and Corvus Glaive, when he just like he shows up after being on the run and catches that spear throw. Ah, yeah, badass. It was and the bad music ass. there, and then was uh, fantastic. I want to say that was the one where uh, Chadwick says, "Get this man a shield," and that yes. was uh, <laughs> that was badass yes. too. Like it was, I just really liked Cap's presence in that one. Raise the barrier. Arm the defenses and get this man a shield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some really <laughs> dope fight sequences with him as well. Yeah. And that was like, he was like doing the real like fatherly thing with uh, Scarlet Witch in that movie. Mm. I th- mm. Yeah, I, g- I guess kind of. I feel like he was being more fatherly in Endgame when she's all eating that peanut butter jelly sandwich and he sits down <laughs> and he's like, how you doing? And she's like, not good. <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> went from there. Roy, what's your number two? Uh, before I get to the number two, okay, since sorry. we talked about Infinity War. I'm sorry. Um, I, I have to ask you guys a question. You know, Why were the Avengers effectively fighting blind after Infinity War? Because they lost their vision. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, we're going to skip Roy and remove him from the stream, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> All right, so, uh, sorry, I have to get my dad joke in. It was a good one. I have to get it in. It was a good one. As being the only cast member with kids, I, oh, man, I need, me not I need to. to make a dad joke bumper. That's the <laughs> dad joke of the week. Dad joke. Um, I guess for second movie for me, or second place, top three caps, is Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Now, I was waiting the reason I say this is, I get it, it's the first movie in the series, but up until that movie, do you realize how many actual people out there did not know the background of Captain America? I didn't. I was people, one of them. Peop, yeah, people knew who Captain America was. But they don't know where he came from being a hero wise. So I think just solely because it filled people in, it brought that story into the Marvel Universe and built upon it to give us what we have now. That's the reason it's my number two. All right. Sweet. And my let's see, we're going to go to my number one. My number one cap roll. Civil War. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I just really liked his growth in that movie a lot. Get fighting his, I his normal ideals, you know, going against everything that he would have normally really stood for. I feel like, um, really, you know, spoke a lot for his character, and I, I really, really enjoyed all of that. The, I really like the reveal that the whole time he's been more loyal, like. Even through all the BS with Bucky in the Winter Soldier movie, 
he's more loyal to Bucky than he is Tony. Like he kept he kept one of the most important truths that you could know away from Tony for a long while and through a lot of bonding experiences. Yeah. I I just really like the that huge reveal when he when you find out that he He's was the perfectly time. aware of this. Yep. Like man. You gotta keep that bro code. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't cheat on your friends with the girlfriends and don't tell your friends <laughs> that your other friend murdered their parents. I was trying to think bros before clones, <laughs> but I don't really Bros don't before really. clones, bro. <laughs> Alright, Chip, what is your number one cap roll? Uh, I am going to have to go with The Winter Soldier. Um, okay. I really liked that movie. It was... Uh, I feel like I did not like s- Phase 2 that much. I thought Phase 2 was pretty lackluster. Um, like, when you compare it with 1 and 3. Sure, uh, I think yeah. 3 was the best, in my opinion. But, like, I feel like 2 was kind of a lull. Well, it but didn't I have thought, Thor The Dark World. So. Yeah, yeah. But I thought... I thought Winter Soldier was a really solid movie. I liked it. I liked the uh, that elevator fight scene was really well done. Uh, and I love the callback to it later in Endgame when they're doing yeah. their time heist. Mm-hmm. And he's Hail Hydra. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, that fight scene was really good. Um, that first, that Bucky, that Bucky Cap chase slash fight scene where like it ends up with him throwing the shield and Bucky just like snatches it out of the sky it's like a really cool moment fuck Um, yeah yeah I like that and that's like when he holds the chopper in place later on (laughs) he's got cap strength he can literally like hold a chopper in place like that's pretty impressive really kind of showed you how strong he actually was right he got pretty jacked for that movie <laughs> like that's when he like jumped up the jacked level too he <laughs> being like he was kind of muscular in the first avengers and yep. like the mm-hmm. captain america the first avenger but like <laughs> it was in winter soldier he really like started training with dwayne johnson or something yeah. <laughs> uh fun fact about that scene actually is they had to postpone some of their uh filming after that because he did tear his bicep muscle, during yeah. that. oh my god yeah, crazy shit. So, all right, chips number one is Winter Soldier. Roy, what is your number one cap roll? For once, I'm agreeing with Chip. Captain wow. America: The Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, the Russos brothers put out a great spy movie. Mm-hmm. I, I would actually call it more of a spy movie than a superhero movie. Um, They're because fantastic. the the in the intrigue through that entire series and the, the growth before civil war, but after age of Ultron, that's when you start to see caps dark side Mm. and his willingness to fight for, you know, do things he probably haven't, hasn't done since world war two, like the grenade at the three guys that are running around the, the side. I mean, he just flat out blew him up. It, It was, you know, it was one of those situations where you see Cap looking at Bucky as an actual threat that he wants to stop but yet save. He sees him as a threat that is potentially going to kill him and he's going to have to fight at a, a level above what he has been. So he's stooping to more uh, underhanded techniques when fighting, you know, using... Uh, 
Once again, the grenades throwing guns at people. He doesn't shoot them, but he'll grab them and just chuck it and like right into the sternum. And yeah, I mean, and it's, Robert Redford in it was amazing as well. Yeah, uh, we also got our first glimpse at Arnim Zola as uh, you know robotic Arnim Arnim Zola mm-hmm. or AI. Yeah, um, there was so many just tidbits in that movie that made it what they were and i would honestly say that that entire movie the the soundtrack to it was probably the capstone of all the marvel movies up until endgame i didn't pay attention that much to the soundtrack so i can't well you hear a lot of that the redone soundtrack actually in falcon and the winter soldier um and that scream uh bucky's real scream playing in his head from when he fell off the train whenever he made an entrance to fight in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Ooh. just subtle nods like that, they, that um, made that movie to me, probably one of the best Marvel movies, hmm. if not the best one to date. Right on, right on. Yeah. I am um, to build on like, or uh, just to comment on what you were saying, like when he, when you were saying like, cause he's fighting Bucky. So he's pulling out the stops. There's a, there's like the extra layer to it. Cause not only is he fighting against his best friend, but he's also fighting to save his best friend. So while he's mm-hmm. like, so while he's pulling out the stops to like remove third parties because he doesn't want anybody else to like kill Bucky. So he's like viciously protecting Bucky while at the same time trying to like fight him and pull punches. Cause he's trying to snap him out of it. It's like, He's like literally making everything harder on himself. Yep. <laughs> oh, and the huge lack of faith that he starts showing in our government at that point because of the the Hydra infestation. Yeah, how do you not? If you're Cap and like yeah. you see how Shield got infected, like how do you not just assume that the entire government's infected? Like, mm-hmm. I. So. That was my only complaint, though about that was that i feel like they played their hand too early with hydra like i feel like i kind of had to it it was such a good analysis by me and you chip that we brought josh to tears i think there no my eyes he was wiping his eyes my contacts have been in all day my eyes are Uh just drying out uh um he's so proud of us on his podcast uh, (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) he grows so fast um so they did continue that hydra story in agents of shield Mm mm-hmm a lot of it, um, which was, you know, they, they elaborated at least, but, um, cool. That was fun. I like that. I like the top, top cap rolls. We have to do that more often for sure. Um, our next, well, I think we can only do the cap rolls once. Well, I mean like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> killing me over here. No, you're you're right. We'll have to do like you know something else. I mean, Scarlet Witch has been in like twelve movies at this point. Yeah, we could do it for her. When, or not Scarlet Witch. Sorry, Black Widow's been in like twelve movies we, yep. at this point. We when probably hers should. Comes out, we yep. could do that. Probably should. Um, cool. So our next little segment that I wanted to do, we, we can run through it fairly quick because there's not really a lot to build off of here. This is just a fun predictions. Uh, segment and this is mm. going to be our scroll predictions for the MCU so what I want to do is we we have three predictions we have an easy prediction one that is probably most likely like 
going to happen, the, the easy way out. And then we have the what I want prediction, the one that I want, you know, the one that Chip wants, the one that Roy wants. What, what do, who do you want to be a scroll? And then we have a bold prediction, someone that's probably out of left field and, you know, probably won't be a scroll, but maybe. So, Roy, let's start with you. What's your easy prediction for who's going to be a scroll? Uh, my easy prediction is Happy Hogan. From whoa, um, yeah, I would say that because uh, he is in charge of a lot of Tony's net worth and uh, security, so it would definitely feed into like the armor wars and stuff like that. Wow. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Chip, what's what's your easy prediction? Uh, I honestly, I feel like. I think we agree on it is what it is because I feel like we kind of got into it the last episode too when we were like making we're predictions. About that, yeah. I re- I really think Maria Hill's going to end up being one. She's like she's a side character so nobody's really going to be too butthurt when they reveal that she's been a scroll the whole time. But like but like canonically she's super important because she's like essentially in charge of shield while Nick's mm. gone. So she has a lot of clout. Um, so she's a good one, good candidate for replacement. Yeah. And that, that is very, I, mine, again, was Maria Hill because I feel like that's the most obvious. I, th- I think we agreed on that like the yeah. last episode too. Yeah. I feel like we both said that one as well. Yeah. Um, so I will start with the what I would want, who I would want to be a scroll, like who I think would be a cool scroll. And my choice for that is old man Cap, actually. <laughs> I think I think he would be a fun old scroll, and it would be a great way to bring Chris Evans back into it if you needed to as a young Cap. So, Chip, what what do you want for a scroll? Who do you want to be a scroll? Uh, I want to see either. Uh... Oh man, Lord, I. Now I'm forgetting. Did they kill off Lawrence Fishburne's character of Bill Foster? In yes. The, they did kill him yes, off. Yes, he is yes. dead. Okay, never mind then. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I would want uh, Hank Pym to be a scroll. Ooh, okay. Because Hank right. Pym, depending on how long the plan's been in motion, Hank Pym is one of the longest established heroes. Uh, so he... He could have been replaced a long time ago. That makes a lot of sense, for sure. Roy, who do you want to be a scroll? Uh, my want is actually Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> you should know that it was going to come up. <laughs> my want is him to be a scroll because it would make sense for the from the fact that they would be building the Sokovia Accords and labeling all all of the high risk people who could fight back against an invasion and that's our weekly thunderbolt watch (laughs) (laughs) we had to put that in there for sure i like that though i like i like ross being being that because then if he does start the thunderbolts and he does end up being a scroll then that would make sense so yeah all right so uh chip what is your bold prediction? Uh, 
What's one that's way out of left field? And mine probably isn't even way out of left field, but. Skip me. I'm still formulating it. Skip me. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to change. Nah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Ned. I'm going to say Ned's a scroll. Ooh. Spider-Man's, okay. Spider-Man's bestie. It's my bold. Uh, I was I was gonna get you with the I find your lack of prep disturbing <laughs> shit, but <laughs> I wasn't quite quick enough with it. No, it's just been like this one's like the bold prediction one in my mind is something crazy, but one that I still think may happen. So like that's the one I'm still finishing my formulation I, of it. I've I brought this got, up an hour ago and he's, okay. he said the same thing. He's like, I'm going to have to think about this for a while. So like, this is the one it's, that I'm thinking It is about. a hard one. Cause this is the one where I'm like, man, if I get this one, right. Like, whew. right. This, this one actually took me a little bit to think of too. So, I mean, I want to hear it. What is it, Roy? What's your uh, bold prediction? My bold prediction is Shuri from Wakanda. Ooh. Uh, Black Panther's sister. I like Not that. only because, with Tony Stark being dead, she I think is effectively the smartest person in the world now, um, mm. because she was up there with Tony, and all of the Wakandan tech. Why wouldn't you take that over? Yes. I mean, it, it would be awesome to see it. It I... would also roll into the Wakanda Forever thing. I like that. Um, you know. Maybe that's how they explain T'Challa dying, you know, something along those lines. Dang, I like that a lot. So, and if they don't go after Happy Hogan for resources, Shuri would be the next uh, next guest because she's royalty and has all that money. That makes so much sense. All right, Chip. It all comes down to this. You know, I think... I think uh, I think one of the guardians is a scroll. I think um, which one? I think it's Groot. I think it's Drax. Groot. Oh my god. Drax would be that would make sense. But I think Drax is a good. I think Drax is a scroll if um, if they're touching any of those comic characters with it. But uh, the fact that it's a series and it's like heavily involving Nick Fury might limit the scope to Earth-bound characters. Mm-hmm. In which case, Bruce Banner has been a scroll for years and years. We never got him back from Sakar. We got a scroll back. Hmm. We never got him back from Sakar. Yeah, like that. we got a scroll. I like that too. So Bruce Banner. Oh, uh, which would explain why he's not full size and whatnot during Endgame, maybe? Maybe. Uh, that that seems a little pushy, but I, okay. But it's bold. bold. I, I, it is bold. It is uh, that is definitely in left field, Cotton. <clears throat> I like it. I like those. Those are those are some good, good bold predictions. <laughs> um, so then, uh, cool. Let's move on to. This is gonna be our. Last little segment, and we're just, you know, hang on. Here we go. And his name is New Marvel Trailers. (laughs) 
Yes, that's right. It's the time for the new trailer segment. So we are going to play the new Loki trailer. It is the final trailer before it comes out. We're going to discuss it for not too long, and then we're going to end the show. So that being said, hopefully this works when I bring it up. Oh, my God. Fingers crossed. This I'm, I'm going to be really embarrassed if it doesn't work. So, All right. Here we go. You know, I didn't notice that before. Was that a flash of uh, Idris Elba? Um, God, what's his name? The the dude with the Boulder? eyes. No, not not Boulder. Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking here? The dude with the eyes that opens the ring. Why am I blanking? Uh, Heimdall. Heimdall. Was that a flash of Heimdall punching it. somebody? It looked like his dreads from behind. Ooh. For a moment. That is. I a thought that was. It went by really quick, but the dude on that was crawling on the ground lost his helmet. Was that that looked kind of like John Walker, the be- scruffy beard, and it looked like a Captain America helmet or uh, U.S. agent. It was possible. I at first I thought he was bald in the first screenshot I saw, but then when he's crawling away, you can see his hair trailing down. So he's definitely yeah, not bald. he definitely has got hair. Ah. Uh. I I thought it was uh, who did I think it was at first Ca- Captain America. Now we were discussing Carl Urban might be that yeah. guy who is also in uh, he was in Scourge. Yeah, Scourge and dude, that, Thor. The flash of that one dude holding the big hammer looked like the guy from uh, Black Panther. And see, it could very well be they're going to a whole bunch of different timelines, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's got to be what's going on here. All right, here's a here's a better look, I guess. At that this might guy. that might be Benicio. You think that's Benicio? I mean, and that's the thing too is it could be Benicio del Toro. Oh yeah, it totally is. Look at that, look at that face. That's totally him. Him in wartime, when. Uh, like before, he was the collector. That could be, I would say. Yeah, that could be an Easter egg towards uh, the Eternals too. They could that could be like yeah. a little scene setting up the Eternals. That's hmm. uh, that's pretty cool. I I'm convinced that that's Benicio del Toro. Now I mean, I did hear I did hear that there was uh, or I saw it. It was a uh, concept art for the collector wearing some armor. So I mean, that might might be it. Very possible. See, and yeah, man, that's an even. Then there's like that bar fight looking scene with the uh, big shot. dude with a hammer, and yeah. I feel like that one looks yeah. like it was towards the end. That's is that the one that's taking place during like President Loki? Might be President uh, Loki before that a little bit. What's President Loki? Go on. That's a dope storyline where Loki runs for president. Okay. Yeah, you can right see there. it during one of the other trailers. He has that. Uh, okay, maybe not. Uh, like that United States like pin and Black everything. Panther. Vote for Loki. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then this is who Chip is talking about, looking like uh, from the Jubari tribe. Yep. Mbaku. Mbaku, yes. But I don't think it is, actually, uh, nah, once we that's... actually pause it there. It was just the flash. I saw the hammer and the... Uh, it does look kind of like a circus setting, outfit. though, if you look at all the different... Uh, oh, that's definitely the campaign room. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's 
funny, huh? Because he's got the throne. There's the throne there with the with the L on top of yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Good catch. So so you think they're running that that storyline Loki for president? I'm gonna have to look into that before. I, I, I think it's definitely a variant because the the trailers have showed both Lokis in that place at that point. Okay. So I think we're definitely getting multiple Lokis. And if that's the case, I am easily predicting that we're getting Lady Loki. There's gonna be. I mean, mm-hmm. there's Lady gonna be a prime Loki, Loki, and then these are we're probably gonna probably gonna be messing with a lot of different variant Lokis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Variants. Yeah, a bunch of different. I don't. I think the right? prime Loki is done. I th- I think. Well, he's real, dead. Right? I think prime Loki's real dead. Loki yeah, prime Loki. Yeah. So I think this variant is the closest thing to the prime now because the Tesseract with him is what probably caused all the splintering. Yeah. I mean, and then he got this So, shot. yes, I, technically he could probably be considered prime. Then he got this shot here. That, I mean, that is Black Widow. That's Black Widow. No, I'd, that is not Vormir. It doesn't have to be Vormir, though. It, it could has be, to be It could Vormir. be him taking her away from Vormir. That could be like... Yeah, the way that looks and the meteors and everything falling down, I bet that is um, end time. The location when all time ends. Hmm. I think that is how the series is going to end is with Loki actually being some kind of hero and stopping end time. I don't know, man. I think he's saving Black Widow and that what we saw in Endgame was an illusion from Loki. And that they'll show that. Like right here, they're watching her fall. And That's, they're watching yeah. everything Thanos, play out. Thanos didn't have the reality stone at that point. So no, he did not. He could have easily fallen for that. But it, it wasn't even Thanos that was there. It was Hawkeye. Because yeah, it Hawkeye. was Hawkeye and Black Widow that went to Vormir in Endgame, and Black Widow's the one that jumped off the edge. Hawkeye, Hawkeye watched it. Who historically is easily susceptible to Loki's to tricks. Boom. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's uh I don't know, I like I like that. I like your thinking. What did uh what did Black Widow say to Hawkeye? Oh god, here we go. <laughs> you make me quiver. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm working on it. Hmm. Well, Loki comes out June 9th, and we are more than excited to start <laughs> breaking this show down for everyone. I am at least. Yep. And uh, we got uh, and we've got Modok starting on next week, uh, right? May 21st. Yeah. Um, I think um, I think what we're planning to do with that is. Uh, Either myself or maybe like me and Roy might just like record quick little, quick little reviews Quits of that that we that. yeah that we throw in as a segment for the regular episodes. Because Modok's not, because Modok's just gonna be a fun romp. I think it's gonna be yeah, like it, I think it's gonna be dirty and raunchy. It's it's basically robot chicken with Marvel skins and they've already said it has nothing to do with the marvel cinematic universe so it's just a standalone little thing classic deception classic deception so in the cartoon series modok's gonna get his hands on the reality stone cut to the twin sons 
over the <laughs> Sarlacc pit and the gloved gauntlet of Mandalorian coming up. <laughs> Man, it's too bad I can't take him out of the screen this time. All the Patton Oswald. <laughs> give, give all the Patton Oswald <laughs> references, credence. Um. All right. Yes. Uh, that that'll be really cool. If you know, if you guys need any help with that, I can uh, most likely help you out. But I am reviewing my own cartoon right now in the Bad Batch on the Quest Me podcast. Um, that new episode comes out on Thursday this week. We did not go live. Um, just plans kind of fell through. So we're recording the episode and we are posting it on Thursday. And we're going to be talking about episodes two and three of the Bad Batch. Um, this is going to be our time for plugs. So, Chip, you got any plugs this week? I do not. Okay. I do not. Okay, Roy, what kind of plugs you got this week? Um, you know, I've been, I'm a streamer. Uh, I do a lot of my own stuff on the side. So I've been slowly building a community of streamers and, uh, meeting people and everything else. And, uh, you know, I'd give my plug to, uh, Ariel Anna. She is a variety streamer. Um, she's just the sweetest woman. Um, she, you know, is a ray of positivity and that's all about what I'm about. So anytime someone shows a lot of the same attributes I do, I, I like to give them a highlight and you can find her on Twitch, uh, under Ariel Anna. Um, is it I didn't prep a link. A-N-N-A? Yes. Cool. Uh, she plays dead by daylight a lot. And some Stardew Valley, some pretty chill games. Stardew well, Valley. Dead by Daylight is not a chill game. That's a <laughs> that's a horror survival game. Dead by Daylight, but the Stardew, dope. yeah, the the Stardew Valley is a lot of just relax, talk about what's going on in life, uh, have a great time, and just you know, chill. I play Hello Kitty Island Adventure for that. Okay, butters. But. <laughs> All right, um, I have a couple shout-outs. Um, as, as the head of the network, I run a few different shows, and I have a few different shout-outs for a couple different people. So, one, I want to give Erin from It's a Fandom Thing pod a shout-out. She did a fun, fun trivia um, this last weekend where uh, Jesse and me and Ricky D from Best Flicks with Ricky D was part of some firefly trivia and we had a really good time um and her podcast is just as fun as her trivia so go check out uh it's a fandom thing pod um on anywhere you listen to podcasts uh i want to give cheap seat podcast cheap seat review podcast a, a big shout out um i am actually going to be on their show very soon I, I believe next week or the week after reviewing star wars episode three uh when they asked me what movie i wanted to review with them they gave me the Star Wars option, and I said, hello, I was made for that. So <laughs> I am extremely excited to go talk with uh, Sean and the Cheap Seat cast um, on, on their show. So find them on Twitter, at Cheap Seat Cast, and anywhere. I, actually, there's a link on their Twitter. I believe they're the one that has the, uh, the weird links for their show. So go to Cheap Seat Cast on Twitter and... Um, you can find all their links for all their different shows and stuff. Uh, my last shout-out is a musical guest that we just had on the TMA podcast. That episode is releasing tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, Tuesday. That would be Tuesday, May 18th. Um, I had an interview with a really nice um, musician. Her name is Sharon. 
and uh, she came on the show to talk about her dark rock is what she calls it so be on the lookout for that um, there is a single we played one of her singles and talked about that for a little bit um, so yeah be on the lookout for that uh, Sharon and you can you can find her in all of her music facebook.com slash Sharon dot official um, and like I said that it, that interview will be out Tuesday May 18th um, that's all I have for shout outs um, and that's all I believe we have for the Marvel Canon Madness podcast. Is there anything else you guys would like to touch on? No, I think I'm pretty good. Just give a, a cheers to everyone that watched and a cheers to everyone that listened. Absolutely. We love each and every one of you marvelous bastards, as Chip would say. <laughs> I say marvelous monsters, but I mean, I'll call them bastards too. We love you bastards. <laughs> Indeed. Um, find us on Twitter at MCM underscore pod. Find us on Instagram at Marvel Cannon Madness. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marvel Cannon Madness podcast. Um, you can find any of the other shows on Twist My on the Twist My Arm Network. That includes Twist My Arm, Quest Me, Best Flicks, Best Flicks with Ricky D, The Sudden But Inevitable Rebop. Not Rewatch, it's the Rebop now. That premieres June 4th, um, where we talk about Cowboy Bebop. And then, of course, we have the MCM on there as well. So all sorts of fun things on our website. Just go to twistmyarmpodcast.com. Um, you can send us a message there. You can leave us a voicemail at 508-93-TWIST if you'd like. We'll play your voicemail on the show. Once again, the number is 508-93-TWIST. You can leave any of the 25,000 shows that the network has to offer a message, and we will play it. On one of those shows. On the appropriate <laughs> show, we promise. It'll yes. be the uh, yes. coordinated show. It'd be, it'd be interesting <laughs> to play a, a Cowboy Bebop voicemail on the MCM <laughs> podcast. Oh, that's, we'd have an answer. I was going to say, that's fine. We could probably we could probably all talk about some it. Cowboy Bebop. That'd yeah. be fine. But awesome. I want to thank you guys uh, for joining us today. Thanks, thanks to all the live watchers. Um, and we're going to leave with the Venom trailer and call it a night. So you guys all have a great time. My name is Josh. I'm Chip. I'm Roy. We'll talk at you very soon. Bye.